Welcome back to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? My hope is that through this podcast I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. Today's episode is about prayers of contrition. This is the second episode in a series of five talking about the preeminence of prayer, how important prayer is, how vital it is to our life as Christians. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And the way we can stay connected to Jesus is through prayer. So apart from prayer, you can do nothing. This episode is about contrition, the five Episodes will be about adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication, and discernment. I'm adding discernment in. That's not typically paired with these four, but that's going to be a great episode. So this podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibeho. Kibeho, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of Our Blessed Mother. She warned us of the Rwandan genocide of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Mary gave the warning more than 10 years before the genocide, which she confirmed by predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda was a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day, as she asked, or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about. And as a bonus, the first seven episodes of this podcast are seven different examples of praying the whole entire Seven Stars Rosary, just with different intentions or reflections. Let's pray to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, you send forth your Spirit and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Lord, help me to say whatever you want me to say, and make me forget whatever you don't want me to say. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Prayer is so important. It doesn't matter if we get people excited about being Catholic. It doesn't matter if we teach them the truths of the faith. It doesn't matter if they can defend it. It doesn't matter if we do ministries. If we don't pray, then all of that is for nothing. Because through prayer, we, we build and sustain a relationship with God. Without prayer, we have no relationship with God. We can't let a day go by that we don't say to God, Good morning. I love you. Thank you for creating me. We can't let a day go by with our children without having them pray. We have to pray. Prayer is preeminent. This episode is about contrition. It's a unique thing about the human experience that we sin. So we have prayers of contrition. The angels don't have the opportunity, and I say opportunity, tongue-in-cheek because it's not a good thing. The angels don't sin. They can't sin. So therefore, they don't need to pray prayers of contrition. 
this is something unique to us. And there's a couple of things that, that, to share with you about contrition. One is that God is going to forget our sins. He's not just going to forgive our sins, but he's going to forget them. He's going to choose to block the knowledge of our sins for all eternity, which is pretty cool. The only thing we need to do is ask God for forgiveness. If prayer is important, then asking God for forgiveness in prayer is preeminently important because without being cleansed of our sins, without being forgiven of our sins, we can't enter into heaven. And the one thought I want to share with you about, about sin and attachment to sin and being cleansed from sin is a thought about purgatory that I think will help you grow in your sorrow for sin, or I should say it will help you to have less attachment to sin. And, and I use this analogy, let me, let me share it like this. In purgatory, all souls will be purged from their attachment to sin. They will have received forgiveness, but they just need to be cleansed from sin. And they need to have no attachment to sin. So we, as human beings, can think, God, please forgive me. And then in the same time, we can think, we can look forward to the next time we're going to be sinning. That's attachment to sin. And we can't have attachment to sin. In purgatory, we're going to be cleansed of sin. We're going to go from point A, where we still have attachment to sin, to point B, where we do not have attachment to sin. And here's, here's an image to think about that will help understand that. There's one action that universally is identified as sinful. There's one thing that everybody just implicitly knows is a sin, and that is suicide. Everyone knows that suicide is wrong. And I'm not saying that everybody who commits suicide is going to go to hell. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we all know that suicide is wrong, supremely wrong. It's, it's tragic. It's sad. When you hear that someone who you knew committed suicide, your first thought is, oh, it's a thought of regret. It's a thought of, of concern. It's a thought of, oh, how could they do that? Why would they do that? How, how sad must they have been that they thought that they could do that? I only bring this up to, to talk about how we view that sin. I'm not here to talk about suicide in general. I'm just talking about how we view that sin. We universally think, ugh, we universally have the pit of our stomach fall when we hear that someone committed suicide. And here's the relation. Now, this is how I want to tie things back to the discussion about contrition. We should have that same attitude about all sin. In other words, we can see and know that if somebody committed suicide, 
that's sad. It's sad for them because they, they must have been in a sad state. It, it ends something in their life. The people they leave behind are going to have, have consequences. The thing is, we know implicitly suicide is wrong. But the reality is, taking the Lord's name in vain is wrong. Gossiping is wrong. Telling a little white lie is wrong. Those are offenses to God. We should have the same attitude about all sin that we do about suicide. We don't hear that someone committed suicide and think, well, good for them. That, that must have been what they wanted. That's not what we think. We think, oh, so sad. How could they? Oh, that's terrible. We should have that same thought about adultery. We, we probably have that thought more about adultery than about gossip, but we should have that same thought about greed. This person is putting money above God. That should make us feel so sad for them. We should feel sad for the people in their life who have to coexist with that. When, when somebody is looking lustfully at a, at, a, at a woman, we should have the same shock and horror, like sadness for them. This is sinful. Don't do it. This is the attitude that we should have when, when we think about our own sin. Purgatory is going to help us to get to the point where we look at all sin the way we look at suicide. So why don't we start right now? Jesus taught us to pray prayers of contrition. And the, and the purpose of prayers of contrition is like, why do we, why do we pray prayers of, prayers of contrition? And the answer is because we need it. We are fallen creatures, and we need to be restored to God, a relationship with God. God. Jesus taught us to pray contrition by teaching us the Our Father. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. Right? Forgive us our trespasses. Robert De Niro and Jeremy Irons made a great movie called The Mission, and it was about Jesuits in South America. And there's one scene that's particularly relevant in thinking about contrition and thinking about asking God for forgiveness. And the scene is that Robert De Niro is carrying a suit of armor. He's not wearing it, he's carrying it. And the Jesuits that he's with are, are scaling a waterfall in order to go bring the gospel to the natives who are at the top of this of this mountain. So he's scaling the, the cliff and he's carrying a suit of armor behind him. And the other Jesuits who are there with him scaling it have no burden like this huge suit of armor, this heavy, you know, mangled mint of a helmet and a um, breastplate and and everything, it's all tied together and hanging from this guy's waist as he's trying to scale this cliff. And at one point, this character, played by Robert De Niro, who is racked with the guilt of having been a slave trader, but now wanting to live a good life, at one point, that whole entire suit of armor falls from him. And, and it falls down the, the, the cliff side and and he can't go back and get it. And 
he breaks down in tears and just thinking of the why am I carrying this and the loss of it and I can't go back I can't go and get it I think of that image as the image that we have in carrying our sins we're carrying this weight this guilt this burden we know that we have offended God we want to be restored to a relationship with God but we're carrying this guilt we may be carrying this attachment to sin and we need to let it go we need to forget about it we need to be free from that sin and the consequence of sin that's what confession is that's what the acts acts of contrition are and there are seven penitential psalms that are just fantastic to help us in our prayers of contrition i shared in the in the previous episode the preeminent value of the psalms and these seven penitential psalms are seven psalms that have traditionally been seen by the church as helpful in understanding what our attitude should be in contrition psalm 6 psalm 32 psalm 38 psalm 51 psalm 102 psalm 130 and psalm 143 these are good psalms certainly there's one that stands out among the others and that's psalm 51 it's the miserere i can also point out psalm 130 is the psalm that is out of the depths i cry to you O lord and it's a great penitential psalm but i can't i can't not talk about psalm 51 when i'm talking about prayers of contrition because psalm 51 practically has four sets of of acts of contrition in it this is the prayer that david prayed after he had committed adultery and then and then murdered the husband of the wife with which he committed adultery have mercy on me O god according to your steadfast love according to your abundant mercy blot out my transgressions wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me for my from my sin for i know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you alone have i sinned and done what is evil in your sight the psalm goes on purge me with hyssop and i shall be clean wash me and i shall be whiter than snow create in me a clean heart O god and renew a right spirit within me cast me not from your presence and take not your holy spirit from me i could continue reading the whole entire psalm because it's such a great prayer and the quote about david is that oh that i could uh, sin like david so i could be contrite the way david was he has such a great acknowledgement of the sin in his life and he had such a great desire to be restored to unity with god that's the attitude we should have in prayer psalm 51 is a great psalm to have with you when you go to confession to use it as an act of contrition you might not want to use the whole thing but you can use several different parts of it it's only 19 verses long but it is 
beautiful and it contains several different parts that can be used as an act of contrition. Just verses 1 and 2 are good as an act of contrition. Then verses 3 to 6, verses 7 to 12, there's several different components that you can use. And just have Psalm 51 in front of you when you're, when you're in the confessional. And when you make an act of contrition, just read whichever verses speak to you. It's such a great psalm, and we are in such need of contrition. We are in need of forgiveness from God. That's what the psalms are there for, to help us in times of contrition, thanksgiving, opportunities to give praise to God. The psalms are great tools for us. Thank you for joining me in this podcast today. I'm Carl Brown, and this is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? Email me your prayer requests at carl at everybodysuffers.com. Tomorrow, in tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about prayers of thanksgiving. So we'll close out today. Who do you need to share this podcast episode with? Send it to them. Share with them the message that they need contrition. Share with them the message that God wants to forgive them. Share with them examples of prayers of contrition, especially the preeminence of Psalm 51. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience some consolation or you can share consolation with others. God bless you. Look forward to sharing with you in the next episode.